welcome to the Educator's Life in General. Thankful that we're back for another episode and thank you for joining us. So this episode is going to be about educators being tired and maybe at a point of frustration, not just with the job and the demands, but also with making a certain amount of income but really needing more. And I know I've spoken about this before, but it's really something that is passionate to me because I see it often. There's educators who really need to generate additional income to live more comfortably, to be able to fulfill the desires that they may have, but also to fulfill the needs that they have with their family dynamic and just the things that they need to accomplish so that they can live in a comfortable state and be in a good state of mind. And a lot of times I notice that teachers and educators in general are so exhausted at the end of the day or at the end of the week because we get so many demands placed on us on top of the daily expectations that are already that are already set that we get to a point where even if we have the desire or the dream of trying to pursue something outside of our field by the time you get home you're so tired you just kind of put it to the wayside and rarely pick it back up I have found that in my own life. I have worked on multiple businesses, side hustles, ideas. I've mentioned many of them in previous episodes. And even with the experience of starting other businesses, working on side hustles, even with my full-time job, over the past 10 plus years working in education, even still, I find times where it's very difficult for me to motivate myself to take the time and really be strategic about the little bit of time I have set aside to work on something. And I have found that when I am organized and write down exactly what I need to do, if there is one particular task or maybe two task that I can accomplish in a short period of time, even if I'm tired, it is better for me to go that route and actually hold myself accountable and complete the task versus being very broad in general with my idea of what I'm going to do with the little bit of time that I have. Because once I sit down, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I'm wondering if educators would be more productive in taking the time to start a side hustle, another stream of income, if they were more organized and strategic with their time. And what is the best way to be strategic and organized with your time? Creating a plan when you actually have the energy. I am a morning, well, I can't really say I'm a morning person. I am more of a night owl. However, 
at the end of a work day, I just want to go to bed. So it's hard for me to be productive in the evenings. But I don't like waking up early. So that makes it difficult. But if I set an alarm and I have a plan to wake up at a certain time, like right now, I try to wake up, you hear me say try, I try to wake up at 5.30 every morning to exercise Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Do I stick with this plan every Monday, Wednesday, Friday? No, I do not. However, it is set in my phone as an alarm to wake up at 5.30. I hit snooze once. And the goal is to get up, work out, take some time, 30 minutes or so to work on business, and then shower and get ready for work and get my kids ready, right? That That is the plan. So there are times when I do stick with the plan, but then sometimes there's just a wrench thrown in the whole system when someone gets sick, I end up getting sick, something doesn't work with the technology, just something just throws things off. It just seems like when you're getting momentum and you're getting a flow, it just is inevitable. Something is just going to throw it off. So I'm trying to get back on my routine. However, I am sharing that that is a successful plan if you are persistent. And so me not being a real morning person is difficult for me. However, the mornings are the best time for me to really get my thoughts out. My mind is fresh. I'm not fatigued. I have creative ideas. Sometimes I dream about things. And if I wake up and take notes on those things, that helps generate ideas that I can work on in that moment or throughout the day as well. So I'm making this as a suggestion to you. You know how you operate and when you are at your optimal level of thinking capacity, right? And so if you are a morning person, that's great. You can set some time in the morning before it's time to get ready for work. And even if it's just 30 minutes, just take that time to make a list of tasks that need to be done to get you to the ultimate goal. And you know, as educators, we've been to enough professional development trainings where it is emphasized that we start with the end in mind. And so if you are considering starting a business or a side hustle, start with the end in mind. So do you want to have a course that you want to create? Start with who the course is going to be targeted to. Who is your community? Focus on what you want your course to achieve for your client or your students at the end of the course. And then you work backwards to create the modules and the objectives and the steps and things like that. And that's something that you can work on by making a list of tasks and ideas in your prime optimal thinking time, whether it's in the morning or late in the evening when everyone else is going to bed, when you have quiet time. So that is a suggestion. Even if you decide you want to write an ebook, you need to know what will be the outcome or the main objective of your book for the reader. What do you want them to take away 
from this book that you've written. You start with that and you work backwards on identifying what objectives you're going to talk about, what are your chapter titles going to be, and create the title ultimately, and then just start writing. There's a whole process to this, and I share that in my program, but I really just want to encourage educators to not think small and not think that there's just no time in the day to become creative enough to create an additional stream of income. And I just named two. Clearly, you can open an e-commerce store, an Etsy store. You can become a VA or virtual assistant um, on Fiverr or Upwork part-time. You can become a tutor, which is kind of a obvious skill that we have that we can offer. I know for me, working with children all day, I wanted to work on a side hustle that was different and was in a different lane just so that I could switch up my life a little bit. And But working with children is such a huge need and there's a demand for it. And if you are able to work one-on-one with students, it's definitely an opportunity for money to be made there as well. I also found that a lot of educators seem to be reluctant to start a side hustle or a business because oftentimes we're not business people, especially if you went into education from college. But even if you didn't and you had a different career, maybe you were an accountant or you were in corporate America or anything like that before entering the education profession, you still may not have had much exposure or experience in business. Starting a business or side hustle does require some level of business acumen. So you are going to have to know how to open a bank account if you are going to have it separate from your personal account. But before you can open a business bank account, you have to have an EIN number. And so that's like your business's social security number. And there are resources where companies can do that for you. There's Inkfile, which is the company that I typically use, but you can literally go on the Secretary of State's website of the state you live and get an EIN number for free in most states. But there are some steps, and if you're not familiar with the process, it may be a little tricky, but I'm sure if you YouTube search or Google search steps to creating an EIN number for your business, you will be able to be guided to do it for free. I'm all about free because we have enough things that we need to pay for that we want to limit extraneous expenses if we can. However, you want things done correctly, so you may want to invest in something like that. But before you even get to that point, you have to have an idea of what your business is going to be. Do you have to get an EIN number and all that stuff right away? No. I'm mentioning those things because sometimes when you think about that part of starting a business, it can make people uncomfortable and prevent them from moving forward because they don't know what to do. But there are way too many resources and YouTube 
has way too many videos that can literally walk you through the process once you get to that point. And then also, I am a resource. I've been through this multiple times. I've helped other people start businesses. And so I can definitely be of support to you as well. You can go to my Instagram account at Mandy Coaches Educators and DM me. Just to let me know if there's some guidance that you may need. But before you even get to that point, you have to have an idea or a concept of what your business is going to be. And I kind of mentioned some ideas if you were going to start an ebook or a mini course. Um, but you want to have an idea of what your products are going to be. And then you'll need a domain. So a domain name is the actual website that people, um, I can't say the website. It is the URL or the what people will type in to search for your product. And you can use that to connect it to a website where you will present whatever it is that your product is going to be. And so, again, this may seem like a lot because it's not something you do day to day, but it's really not. I really want you to just take time to just listen to what I'm sharing and not be overwhelmed, but know that you can totally do this. And once you do this once, you don't have to do it again for the business unless you start a whole other business. So it's one of those things where you just set it up and then you're done. And it's not a whole lot involved. You can buy domain names from GoDaddy and other sites um, that you can just totally Google and search domain names, how to buy a domain name, and things will pop up. But GoDaddy is a resource that I often use because I'm familiar with it. And that's something you would do. So again, let's go back. Have an idea of the concept that you want to focus on. Figure out who your community is going to be, who are you going to be targeting, and what are you going to offer. Then you figure out what is the product that I'm going to be offering. Is it going to be a mini course or an ebook? Maybe it'll be a podcast. There's multiple products, digital products that you can create. And then you need to create it. So you'll take the time to start with the end in mind and take some notes on what the objective is going to be, what will be the outcome, and then just start working backwards until you actually have a product created. And then you'll need your domain name to be attached to either a landing page where you can post whatever your product is to be advertised, or you can find a site uh, where they create a website for you. Oftentimes to host uh, your website, there are different um, companies that are pretty reasonable now. Uh, You can pay maybe like 10 to $12 a month to have your website hosted by a company I also know GoDaddy, they do offer hosting of websites. Not sure of the rates, but it's something to look into, especially if you buy the domain from GoDaddy, then it's kind of a easy transition to connect to their website platform. And then you will be able to put your product on there and connect your payment account, whatever you decide to use, to that 
product so that people will be able to pay you. So that's a process, of course, but you will learn how to connect everything. And a lot of the programs and platforms walk you step by step on how to do that as well. Then you may get to a point where you may notice there's some momentum and interest, and that's when you may want to go ahead and establish your business as an official business by getting an EIN number, and you would take that EIN number. You'll also need an operating agreement, um, and that may be the main two things you will need to take to a bank who will open a business checking account for you, and that way you can have the money funnel from your company or your product directly into your business bank account. And that just makes it easy, easier for tax purposes so that you don't have your money commingling with your personal checking account funds, which can be a little tricky to, um, to provide to your accountant to be able to um, work on that. So I didn't mention the the various businesses, uh, the businesses, the, uh, what is that? What is it called? So you can have an LLC, you can have a sole proprietorship, you can have a partnership, you can have an S Corp, uh, C Corp. Um, these are various business entities. That was the word I was searching for. And that kind of goes along with the EIN number. You'll have to determine what entity your business is going to be. My businesses are mostly LLCs um, because it provides some protection over personal assets, but you can do a sole proprietorship as well and you will have more liability um, associated if someone decided they wanted to, you know, be litigious and try to sue you for something but you definitely want to determine which business entity or setup you want for your business and that's when you would you know make the whole EIN number process begin and open your bank account and all that good stuff right then you're official and so I know that kind of sounded like a lot I just wanted to throw it out there to you because it's best to hear about the process by someone who actually does what you do on a daily basis, but has actually ventured into the business entrepreneur, I guess, community or the you know that that world per se, and has been able to you know make income from it and generate income and be consistent with it. I'm not saying that it's easy to do, but nothing good and nothing worth having comes easy. It takes a little time, mostly just with establishing it. But once it's up and going, you're just going to maintain it and just go in. You'll be able to receive passive income. Passive income is when you make money in your sleep. That's why it's all worth it. You work all day, you go to bed. Wouldn't it be nice to wake up in the morning and see on your phone a notification that your product has been purchased by people you don't even know while you were asleep? That is freedom, right? 
So that is really the ultimate goal you're trying to achieve by starting a side hustle. So I am here to encourage you to get some support. I am here. Again, you can reach out to me via Instagram, DM, um, at Mandy Coaches Educators, just so that you can know you have some support, you have guidance, you can do this. You are an intelligent person. You are able to manage so many things by working in the profession of education, especially if you're in the classroom. You have so many talents and skills and wear so many hats. You should never doubt the fact that you can start a business or a side hustle because you run the corporation of your classroom or whatever role that you work in in the profession of education at the current moment. And there is no position in education where you only do one thing. You multitask. You have duties that don't even fall within your job description. So if anybody can handle working a full-time job, managing your personal life, and creating an additional stream of income, it's you. You have what it takes. So don't be afraid. Don't doubt yourself. Don't worry that you are alone in this. There's a whole community of educators out here who are doing the same thing, but have similar struggles, have similar doubts, but push through because it's worth it. So stay encouraged. You are amazing. You are so valuable to the community and to our students. Keep pushing along. We are thankful for you. And I'm just so thankful to be part of the community with you. So keep pushing. And until next time, continue to be great.